Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey, and in today's Speaker Stories episode, I'll be getting to know Jeff Ram, who's the creator and author of Celebrity Service and Celebrity Service Superstars, and has recently been called a game changer by Forbes, which is quite the compliment. So Jeff, hello, and a very warm welcome to today's episode. Hi, Tom, and hi, everybody, for listening. Hope you're well. Are you, are you very Christmassy back there, I see? Yeah, as, as for those people that can watch the video, I've got a little Christmas tree behind me, which is very <laughs> seasonal at the moment. Um, yeah, that, thanks for that. And just out of interest, whereabouts are you based in the world? Based uh, north of Sunderland in a place called Seaburns, so right on the northeast coast. There is a beach. For those of you who are interested, there's a big, long beach. It's a lovely beach. People, people freak out when they come to the... My God, there's a beach. There's a beach. So that's where we are. This called Seaburn. That's <laughs> good to know. I did not know there was a beach in Sunderland. Now I know. Absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I know that some of your clients have included the likes of Emirates, Warner Brothers, and McDonald's. And you've also challenged and inspired audiences in over 45 countries, creating award-winning ideas to outperform the competition. So I guess my first question, as an international speaker, you very clearly passionate about speaking what is it about being stood on stage or a virtual stage that keeps you wanting more keeps me want oh my word um well look you you, you get that obvious hit that mm-hmm. obvious buzz of you know that that adrenaline rush before you go on stage that that sort of oh, get the first line out get the first laugh yeah. coming in um which is always wonderful and you know, to deliver stories and you can see the, see little light bulbs in the room or you can see people smiling, connecting and then engaging, I suppose, because um, a lot of my stuff is interactive and, and very much mm-hmm. engaging from a keynote sense. And so that's that's the obvious hit that yeah, that I get personally. Um, to answer your question, the greatest thing that happens with, with myself is the day after, the week after, the month, the year, uh, decade down the line i might just receive a text or an mm. email yeah or an instagram we got we have all these messages from all over now and you think oh my god where was that linkedin was it was it twitter mm-hmm. and it's the oh hi jeff i saw you at just wanted to let you know we did this which has led to that yeah we've gone on and we've won an award we've got a, our net promoter score has increased we've 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 increased our profits from doing x y z based on your talk and now i'm thinking oh my word mm-hmm. so for me it's the results yeah okay this is yeah. a results business you get that instant hit which is wonderful on a, on a stage from the audience you get that feedback that 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 wonderful thing um but for me it's weeks months years later somebody says because of that talk because of that idea that you gave us we've built that into the business we've took it on board our with our team and we've gone on to achieve x and that X, I often say that the fee keeps you going for days, weeks, months. The that X keeps you going for years, and it's Got a it. wonderful, wonderful thing to receive. Yeah, so I love that. for me, mm-hmm. is my short, long answer. Perfect. Now I love that, and I guess it's not just the value you create in the room in that moment, but you've talked about the ripple effect afterwards, and you, you probably don't even know how far that's stretched over the years because not everybody will reach back no. out. I guess. 
No, nobody. I, I won't know half of the stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but but when people do connect, when I do, in the back of both of my books, I've got about a dozen pages each of this is what people have done. This is what companies have achieved from embracing celebrity service. And I'm just like, yeah. oh. so yeah, yeah I, I love that part of, of, of the business. I love that too. Uh, you know, my yeah. business. And, and I guess I'll come back to speaking in a minute, but you just mentioned celebrity service. What is that? <laughs> so look, I, my, my topic, everybody says, oh, what's your topic? And somebody says, leadership, sales, inspiration, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Uh, my topic is customer service. Yeah. My brand is celebrity service. Got it. So tons of people speak on customer service, uh, you know, how to, you know, great customer service and go from good to great and a wow service and all this type of stuff. Um, I've got a very, very different take on the, on the world of service. And it's, and I asked this to an audience, you know, I always ask them, I ask this 99% of the time at the beginning of every keynote. Um, on the scale of one to 10, where one is abysmal, but 10 is incredible, how would you rate your levels of service? Mm-hmm. And I get everybody in the room to vote. Yeah. Now it can be on Slido or just with our little digits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, right, vote now. And I go, right, da, 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 and I go through all the numbers. The global average in, what, 46 countries and all the clients I've worked with, no matter how big or small the business or sector, the global average, Tom, is seven to eight. Yeah, of course, yeah. People yeah. are saying, we're pretty good, Jeff. You know, mm-hmm. an eight is quite a high number. And I'll say, what is it going to take you to get from an eight to a nine, from nine to a ten, and, and you know, what's, what's it going to take in this next ooh, 46 minutes that we've got? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I say, it's, look, it's... You're not going to move. You're not going to do too much if you listen and read the things that we've heard and read for the last four decades. Uh, and I have a bit of fun with this. I say, look, I don't know how many speakers you've ever seen. I don't know how many trainers you've ever had to, to watch. I don't know how many books or manuals you've had to flick through. But I can guarantee you two things. They will all tell you the same two things for you to stand out in 2023 and beyond. The first is this. You must always go the extra mile. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. do you know what i mean it's the same old whatever same that old. means oh god it's like oh it's just, and, the, and i see all your competitors are talking about going the extra mile really inspirational um and the second thing is you must always exceed expectations and it's the same old same mm-hmm. old talk yeah. so that's where i come from at the beginning of the talk i find out where everybody's numbers are but then i'll say well what happens if a celebrity would to become your next customer hmm. now not just any old celebrity I'm talking A-list celebrity Hollywood god or goddess. We're talking Denzel Washington, Julia Roberts, George Brad, Angelina. These are the types of, you know, real sort of, ooh. And if they were to tweet, email, phone, walk into your business, what would you say? What would you do? How would you react? What would be the difference? Yeah, you'd dial it up, wouldn't you? Well, if you knew, if you knew a celebrity, your favorite celebrity, and we'll have a lot of fun with this in the audience, you know, the Tom Hardys of this world. And I say, you know, if if, if Tom Hardy was coming in today at four o'clock, you're going to go home and get changed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Now, the coffee that Tom has been serving everybody in his office is all of a sudden he's like, get rid of that, get the proper coffee. Um, you'll, 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 everything, just tiny little details. When that person phones you, what will you say? Will you have a wider smile? Would you polish your shoes? What I'm saying is every little touch point would improve. 
And you go from there, that eight out of ten, to there. Yeah. And that is the gap. And I show everybody in the audience this tiny little gap. And I say, if you were to fill this gap with all the stories and ideas I'm going to share with you today, you will create an experience and a service your competition could only dream of. Love it. And then I go into my stories. And it's called celebrity service. So it's it's almost become that sort of phrase now with businesses. Oh, we're delivering celebrity service. Or, you know, this is it becomes part of their language, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. Celebrity service. It's the gap in your service you never realized existed. Perfect. I love that. And you kind of mentioned a few times there, storytelling, interaction, engagement, questions, mentee. What is it about your presentations that you think makes an audience want to keep coming back for more as well? And in fact, to refer you as a speaker. You'll have to Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will. Oh, do you know what? It's oh. Look, I, I can only second guess this question because mm-hmm. it is something that an audience would actually tell you the, the real answers. Um, I would hazard a guess. Look, I have over 500 stories, 500 technique stories, videos, photographs, 500 things, okay, yeah. on, on my Mac that I'm speaking to you on now. And it builds. I've just got another three in the last week, another three stories. Um, so over 500. They are all real-life examples, stories that only I have. Yeah, got it. So this, this isn't um, – so I don't share graphs, charts, stats from the national statistics of whatever, and I don't talk about brands. You see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a storyteller rather than a newsreader. Mm. That's an important contrast, yeah. I think I follow a lot of speakers and the speakers follow me where they are almost reading out the news that we've already read. We've already know and they come up with the same lines or the same information. Whereas my stuff, there's not one member of the audience. They haven't got a clue what I'm going to say next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna clue what yeah. my next photograph's gonna be, because guess what? It was me on holiday last week. Yeah. It was me. It was me in a restaurant yesterday. It was picking up my kids from school, and this happened at the school gates. This is what the head teacher did. Da 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 da. Now I capture. I don't capture everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I want to say to Tom. So of these five hundred stories, it's not just a case of oh, it's Jeff's diaries. Whenever I come across an amazing piece of service or experience that makes me laugh, makes me cry, makes me angry, makes mm-hmm. me sad, makes me just you know, just go, oh my God, that's incredible. I will look to capture it. I capture it as a video. I capture it as a photograph. I will take it landscape um, because I know straight away my brain is fixed into that's a slide. That's a potential future slide. Got that, yeah, yeah. So I record this. I will write up the story Mm -hmm. and it goes into, you know, so it goes, so to give you an example. So last week I was in America. Mm-hmm. Um, just had this incredible tour. I'm a big American football fan. I'm a Raiders fan for my Saints, a bit like Sunderland. Yeah. Massive, massive, massive club, massive team, but not very successful. Um, so I went to see them live. I've seen them at Wembley a couple of times. I went to see them live at um at the at the Ram Stadium, which is my second team because of the name. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so I went to see them at the SoFi Stadium live. And then me and my, my best friend, we went to Vegas. Now, when we're at Vegas, we went to the Raiders Stadium Tour. 
Now, I've just put something on LinkedIn about that, okay? So a stadium tour. I've got or two or three stories just from that tour. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now I've got photographs. I know that that could potentially go into a future book. It could go into a future talk, but it's not for everybody. Those stories aren't for everybody. But all of a sudden, if I'm going to work for an entertainment company or, you know, so somebody that does tours, for example, I'm like, bang, I will use that story and bring it into the keynote. Because one thing about my keynotes and my, my content is it's not off the shelf. Mm, yeah. So I have a client in the retail sector, online sector, um, manufacturing, professional services. Depending on the time that they have, the theme of their conference and what they want to achieve, I always start with a blank canvas and I build mm-hmm. in the stories. It's a bit like Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I try and solve that puzzle of that's what I'll do for 90 minutes. That's what I'll do for 45. I love that. Um, yeah. Lo- yeah, yeah, lots of big, real lots life, of, real life. Absolutely, lots of big key takeaways for me there. And I guess one thing for the aspiring speaker that doesn't really know how to engage the audience and take it to that next level, I think, be really intentional in looking out for stories that relate to your topic. And um, I think that's one of the big takeaways for me there. When the Tom, when they're your stories, though, you don't have to. I mean, I'm very passionate. I'm very passionate and very enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. I will shout. Yeah. I go really quiet. Yeah. You know, I saw all these things to grab people's attention or to, 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 you know, but I tell the story, but I can tell the story because I was there. Mm. And now you, you know, this, you've had so many guests and, and, and the world of, of speakers and this, this seriously throw a stone out the window. You're going to hit three speaker coaches yep. at the moment. Yeah. Right. So everybody's a coach. Mm-hmm. All of the coaches, everybody will say, you must tell stories. In order to engage with the audience, you've got to tell stories. Um, yes, but if you want to get booked, you need to be the story. Yes. You need to be in that story, and there's a massive difference. There is, yeah. yeah. Because I can say to you, oh, last week I was at the such and such, and this is what happened, and this is the things that I learned. Flip neck. Mm. You need to be able to smell, live, breathe, look, see, every touch it. Because of how I'm describing it, and the only way I can describe it is because I was there. Mm. I always say to speakers up and coming, and they ask, if they ask for my advice, I say, "Look, don't just tell the story; be the story. Play the part. Play the part of the tour guide. Play the part of the lady selling you a ticket at the at the train office. Yeah, you know, and have different voices. Have to just and you create that five ten minute story, and you'll craft it, you'll hone mm-hmm. it, you'll tweak it. Yeah." All of a sudden, it's like bang, yeah. And that's what I that's what I call you sort of your A game stories. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I love that. And that, and that story can go to any sector, any country. Potentially, you could use that. And I've often said, you know, if, you know, Jeff, this is the date. This is your final ever talk. You'll never speak again. Mm-hmm. This is your final one. You've got sixty minutes, and it's to this audience. What would you deliver? And I'll bring in all the air game stories. I'll bring in all the stuff that I just know will resonate with the audience uh, and that I love to tell. Yeah, and, and it's creating a celebrity service for your audience as well as, as a speaker. So sounds like you know what you're doing, which is fair to say. Let's go back to the very beginning then. So I want to go back to young Jeff, possibly at university oh, no. or, or early <laughs> career. And if someone yeah. asks you to stand on stage and deliver a presentation, like what would be going through your head at that time, do you think? Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Um, 
For, and I mean, why is that? Friend, the, well, it's it, well, it's just not natural. It's just not right. It's not fun, not is right. it? Uh, you know, uh, can you remember the things? Uh, did you go to university, Tom? Yeah, did you go I did. To, yeah. So, so we went actually with with my best mate, who I've just mm-hmm. been to America with over yeah. the last week. Uh, we were both in a lot of the business studies classes together. Yeah. Same. Um, and I remember once having this presentation. <laughs> You get the presentation, right? So you, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, and you've got to present in the main lecture theatre. Yeah. And you would say at the bottom, you've got three minutes each. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, my God, three minutes. How am I going to fill three minutes? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? Because it's so natural. We've never, and what, I'm 47 now. When I was at university, when I was, what, 20, how old was I, 20, 21? Early 20s, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. There's no YouTube. There's no you there's no. no flipping head. There's no there's no there's no flipping red dots. There's no there's nobody to learn off. There's nothing. So you just you've just got to just do what you do. Read now, the bullet points, no doubt. Yeah. Now of course you can see everything on you know, movies and, and online and there's talks and you go, wow, and you can be inspired. It's it's brilliant. Back then there's nothing. So you just have to do what you do. And no, never liked it. I my first job after university was i was a marketing and also customer service sort of consultant and advisor for startup businesses mm-hmm. and micro business in in county durham and i was there for about a year and then they asked me would i would i deliver a training day on service but also marketing for startup businesses and i'm mm-hmm. like what what do you mean a training day yeah. well, you know the startup businesses come in think of all the things you've learned from university all the things that you've learned so far I mean, I'm, I'm wet behind the ears. And, and I said, yes, and I've never been. I'll tell you how old this is, and this this will freak you out. Yeah. I printed off acetates. <laughs> yeah. Right? Everybody now who's like sort of under a certain age is now having to Google acetates. So I had acetates, and I, but I printed them all myself, and I created my own slide deck. Nice. Of things to help small businesses, and I was printing them, and then started to deliver um which was a very nerve-wracking time. At that same job, I got a phone call from my previous um, business enterprise lecturer, a guy called William Angower. He contacted me. He said, Jeff, he said, uh, I want to invite you to an event at the business school in Sunderland. I went, but I've left. Mm-hmm. He said, no, 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 alumni, alumni, you can come back, come back. I said, what do you mean event? He says, we've got this motivational business guru coming into the university. And I said, what? He said, he's going to be in 007. 007 was the number of the lecture theatre. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How cool. that? <laughs> and I said, I said, what do you mean a motivational? And this is before flipping Google. For, this is before, we're talking Netscape again. Mm. This will freak some of your listeners out. <laughs> and I said, oh, I don't know, William. I don't know what oh, motivational. Oh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. He asked... Everybody, I think I believe he, uh, he asked everybody in, in my year that was that had already graduated, and I was the only one that went. Mm, wow, yeah, I was the only one that went. I went. I had, I had this sort of suit on. I mm-hmm. was sat at the back of 007. All of the current students were there, and a guy, this motivational business guru, who I thought was like ten foot tall and ten foot wide. Hey, yeah, um, was a guy called Tom Edge. Okay. It was, I'm guessing at the time, a, a late 50s, five foot ten brummy. <laughs> uh, this, yeah. this guy came on stage and he was sponsored by Barclays. Barclays were the event sponsors. Uh, 
then he came on stage. He was like, right. And he had two flip charts, pens. And he was, here's a tip. Here's an idea. Here's a tip about business. Here's a, here's this for your sales, this for your marketing. And I was honestly, I was engrossed. I was like, and I was writing all these notes down. And I got in the car, got back home. And I said to my wife, Haley, I said, I would love to do this. Mm. And she said, what? I said, speak. And she said, what are you, I said, well, you're doing these training things at the minute. I said, yeah, but there's, there's another level. There's another thing here. Yeah. But he was the first person that inspired me to think, That's cool. Uh, and the little cogs just went, oh, Barclays have paid him. Mm, yeah. Travel up from yeah. Wolverhampton yeah. to Sunderland. Yeah. Um, and then those little cogs. And I started developing my own material, started developing my own stories. Um, in 2002, I started up my own business. Mm-hmm. So it's now 20 years old. Uh, March the 1st, 2002, called Mercury Marketing. I was 95% consultant. Yeah. So I went back to doing all of the startup businesses and one-to-one consultancy in the northeast of England. And I was 5% speaker. Got it. Yeah. And the 5% speaking was little things I was doing for the chamber, uh, business links back in the day, and Barclays. They did little business events. And um, after about six years about being in business, um, I sat down with my wife um, and we sat down just before Christmas, actually about this time, 14 years ago, mm-hmm. and I was exhausted. I was shattered. Mm. Because when you run your own business, you say yeah. not, no to nothing. You say yes to everything. And uh, Haley said, what, what do you want to do for the rest of your career? What do you, what do you want to do? Because you love this, but it's the one-to-one stuff is crazy. And I said, I would love to do more of this speaking. And I right. wonder if I can do something there. So that week, I set up my own speaking website. This mm-hmm. is jeffrab.com. Mm-hmm. Got the emails, got the domain names. And I never wanted to do that, Tom, because I always thought it was a bit, <laughs> who's he? Yeah, um, yeah. Imposter with, his, with, his own, with his own name, uh, domain name. So that was it. And I started to write more material. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just put all time, money, energy, effort into promoting the speaking side, developing me as a speaker, the marketing of the, of the speaker, getting out there. And of course, I'm nobody to anybody. Mm. I'm not a famous person. I haven't, I'm not the customer service director of Coca-Cola, you know, mm. so it's not a name behind me. So yeah, I suppose when you, when you don't have a name, you've got to work so much harder to get your content out there, to, to create a bit of a name for yourself that will hopefully attract future business yeah um, so that's a real potted history now that's, that's that's been really useful to hear that because i think a lot of people listening to this podcast just wonder how to get from where they are aspiring speaker to where they want to be which is international keynote speaker um so let's go to that five percent just for a second so you yeah made a decision to go and spend five percent of your time doing bits of speaking here and there that's a really good point because i think a lot of people have this vision of them on a big stage in front of ten thousand people but they forget about the steps you need to take to leading up to that. So where should people go to find opportunities to speak for free, to practice their trade um, before they make it, I guess, to become you know, a paid speaker? Oh, God, good question, good question. Um, I mean, I enjoyed, when I made the decision to this is what I wanted to do, mm. I wanted to surround myself with um, like-minded, crazy people who wanted mm-hmm. to do something similar. So I found, um, so obviously I'm based up in the Northeast near Sutherland yep. on the coast in South Shields. I'm the coast here. 
So I found something called the Professional Speaking Association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I looked, I found the website and I thought, right, what's this? And it was to help you speak better, speak more. And I thought, right, I'll have a look at this. And where's the nearest meeting? Uh, and it was in Weatherby. Uh, for, for those of you sort of geography challenged, it's about mm-hmm. sort of two hours south of here. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's that's not local. Mm-hmm. But I remember on a, on a Saturday morning, sort of, oh, I must have got up at five, got on the road about half past five, got, to, got down there for about half seven, eight o'clock in the morning. And after 10 minutes of the meeting started, I was just hooked. Yeah. It's just a room of like-minded people trying, you know, at various degrees of, of speaking. Uh, and I connected with uh, the late, great Clive Gott, um, a, a wonderful guy. And he, if, if anybody wants to have a look at his stuff, it'll still be on YouTube. A uh, wonderful speaker, real sort of um, says it how it is. Mm-hmm. And we just gelled. And I just fell in love with it. Uh, and I knew I was in the right place. And I, I joined. And just, you learn from so many people. And you take snippets and you think, oh, I could do this. But you're watching other people's craft and your question of where do you speak for free? Well, you can start there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, speaking groups. Get in amongst and say, you know, do a showcase, talk. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is because you're you're in a a room full of, oh, critical people, but also loving people who will support you and help you. Safe space, yeah. Yeah, and but you've got to take that feedback the way you want to take it, you know, not because you could take everybody's feedback in the room and then come away being the most confused person on earth. Yeah. So in terms of get, getting started, one, build yourself up with something like the, the PSA, for sure, definitely, mm-hmm. but also get to speak on those stages. Now, I here's a, here's a quick crazy one for you because it's it's lots of people know this who, who know me. So I joined, loved it, loved it, loved it. And and after about three or four months, I I sort of because there's one in Manchester, Birmingham, London, yeah, yeah. Scotland. I think there's about fourteen now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I offered. I said, would you like me to come across and speak about marketing, customer service? So I, I would go there as delivering a talk, not just for the feedback, but to try and help other speakers with the knowledge that I've got. Right. I did this, did this, this. So I did this for a good six months. And it was a Friday afternoon. <laughs> so Friday afternoon back in 2009 it was about mm-hmm. June time, and I got a phone call at 10 past 3 international out of area I thought oh it's a call centre I picked up the phone and it was on its last ring so I wasn't going to pick it up um, and it was a it was a gentleman called Seppa Tarvardi and he said uh, can I speak to Jeff Ram I said speaking he said that's Jeff Ram I said yeah he said my name's Seppa Tarvardi and I've got a company called Hamiash Farazan he said we've got um a conference coming up, two conferences coming up in, in Iran on the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th of, of November. Yeah. Are you available? And I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a wind-up. So yeah. There's a longer story to this. I'm, I'm going to cut through that. Okay. I thought it was a joke. It wasn't. Cool. It wasn't. So in November of that year, I flew to Tehran mm. to speak in front of a 1,000 people. I've never been so nervous in all my life. I yeah, must but... tell you at this stage... And anybody listening, I'd never been outside of Carlisle to speak. Yeah. I went I went international before I went national. It took years to get to flipping London. <laughs> yeah. Funny. So but what I did is I'd 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 spoken professionally in the Northeast and, and, and Carlisle at Carlisle Racecourse, Chamber of mm-hmm. Commerce, thank you. And um 
I asked Seppa when I got there, and it's a long story. Maybe we'll do another podcast one day. Yeah. And I said, how did you come across me? How did you come across me? Uh, and he said, a guy called Mike Ogilvy has heard a lot about you, and he's heard a lot of good things about you. I contacted him to speak, and he couldn't mm. make the date. And he said, Mike, who else could you recommend? He said, look, I've never met him. I've heard only good things. He's been doing the regions. Why don't you contact Jeff Ram? Perfect. Yeah. That was the week that changed my speaking business forever. Mm -hmm. I saw speakers on that stage who I was blown away with. I saw their slides. I thought I saw how they were connecting to an international audience. And I had confidence. I think we've all got a certain amount of confidence. But after the very first talk I did, I came off that stage with belief. I'm thinking, my God, my stuff, if it can go down here mm. in front of a thousand people, all on simultaneous translators yeah. who were three seconds behind me, yeah. if my stuff can go down here, it could go anywhere. Mm. I just came back a completely different person. I connected with some you know, new founded friends. I went to South Africa sort of 14, 15 times. Um, just. And people said to me, well, how did you get that? How did you get that? How yeah, did you yeah, get yeah. that big? And, I was, and, 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 it, and it was literally from the PSA. It was literally mm -hmm. from doing freebies. Love that, uh, yeah. Nobody, nobody listening to here, you're doing that thing. Should I do it? Should I not? Well, you just make that decision. It's, it's a showcase. You're mm -hmm. showcasing your talents. You have no idea who's in that room. Yeah. Or who, who's married to somebody who is looking for... Um, and you know, it, it's the more stage time you can get to hone your craft, to you know, tweak with that facial expression, leave that longer pause, mm -hmm. whatever that may look like, it will only only serve you better in the long run. Yeah, that, that's really powerful. I think one of the big things taken away from that is say yes to the opportunity and then figure mm. the rest out later because you could have easily said no to that you know iran opportunity oh, i yeah i do i've done i've done a lot of talks over the years for universities and colleges certainly in the northeast and i will tell the full story of mm. that yeah because uh, what they see is 46 countries speak uh, mcdonald's warner brothers uh, has written books, mm -hmm. so people see the people see the ta -da, the glitz and the glam. Mm -hmm. I take it right back to that, and I say, if I hadn't picked up that phone, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's picking up the phone, saying yes, and you know, not every opportunity is gonna no gonna gonna pan out like that. But when you get that opportunity, when you get the chance to run on the pitch, that for God's sake, have a shot, have a shot, you yeah. Know? Yeah, I love that. I think that's actually a great note to end on. So I do have one final question before we close. And and that is, if anybody wants to find out more about you, book you as a speaker or find out more about your services, where should they go? Well, Jeff Ram, so G-E-O-F-F, not the American J-E-F-F one. So it's G-E-O-F-F-R-A-M-M. I'm on the usual places, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Facebook, yeah. Twitter, you know, Instagram. But if you want to go to the mothership, Okay. Um, which is jeffram.com be yeah. my guest um when does this podcast go out tom so within the next couple of weeks oh right it should it should have had its brand new makeover so a brand new website is going live i believe at the beginning of january amazing so i'm almost there with it so go to jeffram.com you'll see some of my videos on there some of the things that i do and um yeah there we go Fantastic. And what I'll do is I'll put a link to the website, but also some of the socials as well. So people can click on that in the show notes. 
So Jeff, Perfect. thank you again for your time. Really appreciate you coming along, sharing your story and lots of stories with us today. And um, it's been lots of fun and I've got a lot of value out of it myself. I uh, appreciate it, Tom, and uh, wishing everybody a great Christmas. And well, when they read this and listen to this, a wonderful 2023.